Welcome to Work Chatter by East Cascades Works. We connect talent to opportunity. Here, employers and the 10 counties we serve will learn what resources are available to support their growth. Job seekers will discover the plethora of support available to them as they reach their goals. So let's get to work because now is all we have. Before I entered this career, I had no idea how many resources were available to help communities thrive. In this episode, I've invited Josh Legallo and Larry Holman to share a little bit about the youth programs that support teens and young adults in their journey to accomplish their goals. I'm really excited to demystify what resources are out there and share with you how to access them. So without further ado, Let's dive in with Josh from COIC so he can explain to us, what is Youth Compass? Youth Compass program is any and all that we do, whether that's, so we could get a referral from uh, Ben High School for a youth that's dropping out of school and they wanna come get their GED or diploma with us and not at the traditional school. Mm-hmm. As soon as they come in the door, like that's Youth Compass program. But if my teachers when working with these youth are seeing are hearing that this youth doesn't have a job or, hey, I'm my mom and I are homeless. That's when they refer those youth to the employment counselor per program site. And they do an assessment and look at the youth and you know say, hey, we have an opportunity here. We have a grant for TANF. We have a grant for OIEP mm-hmm. or we have a grant, you know, federal grant WIOA. These so, are what we can offer with those, you know, are you interested? So for people who aren't in our little system with all of our acronyms, Youth Compass is like an umbrella of services as it have multiple flavors of money. And when a student gets referred to you at Youth Compass through your organization, then you guys determine which flavors of money might be appropriate for that for that student or youth. And then you help them enroll in those. Is that in those programs? Like everything you said is dead on. I would just shy away from saying flavors of money and more flavors of service because sometimes okay. sometimes it's a service that they're receiving and not necessarily money. You know, sure, job sure. job coaching, career search, um, mentorship, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. A lot of like, sometimes it's just referrals, Shannon. It's like, so if, for instance, when I talked about the youth and the homeless mom, I mean, that's a reality. That's something that just happened. Yeah. We have some homelessness going on. And so right. my employment counselors working with family action network or housing works and trying to refer to help them get back on their feet. So mm-hmm. there's no money in that situation, right? That's the service that we're offering. Right. I mean, I would say the majority of the youth that we serve, no matter what, whether it's academic dropout re-engagement or employment and training, those are kind of the two avenues, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if they're enrolled in WIOA, which you're probably familiar with maybe. I am, yeah. yeah. Not everyone is. (laughs) That's full wraparound. That's like, we can engage a dropout and get them into a GED program, but there's also funds available for any support that they need that's that's relevant to their success there. Their rent, their car broke down, um, they got a job and needed, needed work clothes, um, paying for their GED tests. I mean, that's, so when I say support services, mm-hmm. there's training related support services, and then there's just support services like clothes and slap and rent and the things that they need. So that's, those are available. So I like to use the word wraparound, like huh? 16 to 24 year old wraparound services when they're enrolled in WIOA. It's can't buy them a phone, 
Mm-hmm. You can't like take them out to dinner, but it's like whatever they need support wise to help them reach the goals that we've set for them, whether they're academic or employment and training. We're working in this every day. And so we have, we know WIOA is, is a federal grant program and we know the parameters, but when you speak to it, you know, about it to other people outside of our sort of niche, it gets real like, uh, it just it just gets real confusing real quick. And I think people can disconnect, right? Because they're like, oh, another government person talking about government things that I'm not going to understand, you know? Got it. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I want to try to make it kind of in a layman speak, you know? No, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and actually to that point, COIC, can you explain, that's your organization, can you explain what exactly that is? Central Oregon Intergovernmental Council. Right. So a council of governments. So basically... Um, the organization as a whole is kind of representing like community needs and community access. Mm-hmm. But my youth program is just this tiny little part of COIC. Then um, there's adult dislocated worker. There's economic development. There's a small business loan portion of the program. And then there's the massive transportation. So like Cascades Transit is run by COIC. But it's just a mm-hmm. kind of a multifaceted organization that's a council of governments. Right. It's a beast. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes explaining even the, the basic building blocks of these systems is actually really challenging because, like, there's so many different layers, but um, just to provide an overview, you know, and, you know, we don't need to go super in depth, but yeah, so that's CYC, and then your role is with youth. Now, what is the parameters of youth at your organization? Yeah, so 16 to 24, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting that we say that, but I mean, we, we can legally enroll 14 and 15 year olds as an in-school youth. Um, we just typically don't. Mm-hmm. We have our hands full with the 16 to 24. And our program, like, you know, we have like a work crew program. We have kids that go out and learn to work in the field. But if they're not 16, they're so limited by bully laws. And then also my education program, like we're high school based. Mm -hmm. So really like 14, 15 year olds aren't even referred to our program. So yes, the parameters, I would say 16 to 24. Okay. dropout recovery re-engagement so we do that for all the different school districts in different our role with each school district is different Mm -hmm. they're unique Kirk County unique they don't we don't teach GED we don't have a teacher there um you know in Lapine we're like the option there is no other alternative school or other alternative option there so I have a youth employment counselor a teacher and a teacher's aide Mm -hmm. Um, and you know Bend is obviously the biggest part of the program with numerous teachers um but i'm just kind of like losing myself here explaining all of this so if you were to rattle off some of the services that's in the youth compass umbrella you mentioned ged like helping people with their tests um can you sort of just rattle off some of the other services in layman's terms that you guys have in your in your offerings okay um so yeah but for, before ged i, I, I want to really like highlight dropout recovery re-engagement like we're doing that my employment counselors are from warm springs to gilcrest are whether it's a dropout list from the high school or just partner networking looking for 16 to 24 year olds that have fallen off the map and don't have a ged or diploma and re-engaging them might be in our program might be back to the high school might be to another alt ed school but just getting them their educational goal 
um, then GED and credits. So GED for proficiency is the big thing right now is students get eight to nine credits for passing their GED. Mm -hmm. So it's not a GED and stop, it's a GED and diploma. Mm. Okay. Um, next would be those youth that have already graduated but are kind of spinning their wheels. So job search, career guidance, um, post-secondary, whether it's just sitting down with them and connecting them to the local community college to see what's out there, mm -hmm. um, orientation, financial aid, um, or literally working with them that are they're in post-secondary, but they their financial aid is not covering their bills. So then we would look at enrolling them in WIOA and maybe they need help with tuition. Maybe they need help with their books. Um, so anything from literally hand-holding uh -huh. or like post-secondary college, like getting them to an orientation to find out and helping them sign up for financial aid to actually like obligating funds to helping them. I mean, we have some youth that are, they're getting young adults, they're getting good grades, they're doing well in college. They don't need any of that, but their financial aid isn't covering their bills. And so they need mm -hmm. assistance. They might need a laptop. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I have robust funds to be doing that, but I have paid for laptops before. Mm -hmm. um, then also along with um, post-secondary is any of the trainings um, that are involved at the, typically in the college welding training, um, forklift, you know, any of that type of stuff that's all done at the colleges as well. Um, we're typically helping connect young, young adults into those programs. And if they need funded, they might need tools um, to go into their program, graphic design or whatever it is. On, on top of all that is employment and training. So getting kids jobs, getting young people jobs, connecting them to Youth Career Connect, paid internships, you know, that's a big part of our program. We work with Larry at Youth Career Connect quite a bit. Um, the thing about Youth Career Connect is like they're serving more high school youth or college youth, whereas the demographic that we're serving are definitely more barriered. Okay. So like when I'm going to go reach out to Larry because I have a youth to do a paid internship and I know that Larry has a connection to a business that I don't already have, um, it's important to let those internship coordinators know, hey, you know, this youth is a 19-year-old dropout that doesn't have a car. Mm -hmm. Just so that way, like everyone's on the same page. Maybe it's not appropriate. Maybe like maybe the work sites that he has under his belt aren't appropriate for this youth. Mm -hmm. There's a good connection. And then just any of the support that kind of involves to, to support any of that might be like buying someone's shoes and pants. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned there's job coaches and um, do you also have like career counseling um, involved to help guide the students to the, the things they might be interested yeah. in? The youth employment counselor in each program location is doing all of that at initial assessment. Um, although we might not be doing career search yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now we re-engage the youth, they're back in school five days a week and we're trying to help them with the job. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we're going to sit back down and go over like there's an individual service strategy plan that we have youth kind of outline mm -hmm. be like okay you know you're working an entry-level job you finished your ged but you know we both know that you're not going to be working this job forever so what is it like career-wise and then start connecting them to resources maybe it's the local community college maybe it's something in more of a metropolitan area that they need to you know start looking at cost of living job availability like reverse engineer that goal and help sure. them with that. you have youth that like they want to be you know 
they don't like math or science, but the career that they want to go into, like the schooling, it would be heavy on that. Mm-hmm. So of course, an employment counselor is going to kind of like, hey, this is what the next two years of school look like. And you can actually pull, you know, the classes and the requirements from any college. They, this is what, you know, you're going to need to do to move into that career. Sometimes right. they kick down and other times they say, no way, I'm not going to do that. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the assessment and like working one-on-one between an enrolled youth and the case manager is really individual on what they need and what they want. Um, It might be housing and basic living necessities to just some guidance. What would you say is the most common ways that you get referrals? How do the students find you? Um, The most common is through the school district. Um, So youth that are in jeopardy of dropping out or just failing in high school and they're sending them to our programs. Um, the other would just be partner organizations. So we don't have a, a school in Jefferson County, but I have an employment counselor that works in the Warm Springs and Madras. So all the referrals she's getting are from DHS, um, other partner organizations that are working with like young adults, mm-hmm. knowing that CYC is a resource. And that's one, Shannon, where I feel like is a little bit more money driven okay. um, because we're not referring the youth really to a program site for school um, it's more of so-and-so needs a job so-and-so is enrolled at college and needs some additional funding um, mm-hmm. or so-and-so is spinning their wheels and doesn't know what they want to do let's say parents were listening to this podcast and they were like wow this is something that I think my family needs you know is are they able to approach COIC and, and, and you about these programs or do they need a referral no, they don't need a referral. They can call any one of us. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be like our website, which I'm not in love with. But, you know, you go there, youth services, and it's the main contact is going to be me, mm-hmm. which I like, actually, because then I can figure out what they're looking for and kind of like send them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But there's also contacts for each site. So if it was specifically in Prineville, like Jeff Warren is listed on there, they could call him directly and reach out. And mm-hmm. it might just be like, oh, you know, you guys have a drone certificate class. Like I heard about it. I really want my son or daughter to do that. Mm-hmm. What's the schedule? How much does it cost? What's it like? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it works. So uh, for anyone that's listening, there's no prereqs or or anything in order to meet with someone from your organization about youth programs. No prerequisites at all. There are some eligibility requirements mm-hmm. per individual grants, um, but my staff work with the youth or young adult to see who's appropriate. What would you say is the biggest difference between you and why and Youth Career Connect that you've mentioned? And youth Career Connect is not funding the internships themselves. They're working with businesses to get the businesses to fund it. Whereas we're using federal and state grant dollars to put the youth on our payroll. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're our employee. We're paying the hourly wage and the liability insurance. Mm-hmm. So we're able to businesses that can't afford to cover the cost of the internship. It's a great match with us. Um, and actually both Debbie and Larry are pretty aware of that. And we've partnered um, on some really cool opportunities with a business that wasn't able to fund it. And we enrolled that youth that YCC originally kind of found Mm-hmm. Was working with, but we've enrolled them in our programs to kind of dual enrollment there yeah. in order for in order for us to pay that youth. Awesome, Josh. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Okay.
Thank you, Shannon. For all of you listening, I'll be sure to include Josh's contact information and the website to his organization in the notes below. Now we're headed to talk to Larry Holman with EDCO, the Economic Development of Central Oregon, and he's going to share with us a little bit about internships in Central Oregon. If you could provide a little overview of what uh, YCC or Youth Career Connect is and how best to connect with um, you in the program, that would be great. Okay. Well, Youth Career Connect is a Central Oregon initiative that's targeted to youth um, in placing internships across the region. Uh, we work with high school, college, you know, up through graduate level, 16 to 24, but really it's anybody that is in school. So, you know, we don't we don't take and draw the line too hard with that. Student gets engaged and we have we help them with a resume, we help them with interview skills and so on and so forth. And we meet with every single um, student before they apply for an opportunity. So we know we kind of do a little bit of pre-vetting, really try to help them understand what they're looking for. But really the top top line for this program is that we're, you think about it as a matchmaker. And because it's got to work for both the student and the business. So that's why we work with those students and the business side being that connector so that when we do find a student that's interested in, let's say, graphics design, then the companies that we work with for graphics design, we're going to take and say, hey, here's a student. They've taken these classes. They have this passion, et cetera. Here's maybe some samples of their work that they've done before they even, you know, that's part of the, the initial applications process that we initiate with the business. So we kind of fill in that gap to where we kind of champion the student into the business, but we know a little bit about the student as they go in. And the business itself, we could take and accurately represent back to the student because um, we've met with the business. So I've had students where they say, you know, I'm not too sure I want to go into that. And I go, okay, well, let's, let's dive into that. And why is it, you know? And I've got one in particular story that uh, a senior from one of the local high schools that wanted to go into aviation. And I had a really good opportunity at, at a local company. And he kind of didn't really, he looked at the website, he goes, oh, I don't know if this is it or not. So I went back to him again. I said, let's sit down and, and peel the onion back a little bit and see what is it that you're looking for? What is it that they're offering? Well, by the time we got done, he goes, you know what? I think I do want to take an apply for that. And he's working there now and he's loving it. And so it takes a little bit. Sometimes the students don't know what they don't know and the businesses don't know what the students are capable of. So it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we don't know kind of how it's all going to work out, but we get in there and really work with the students and work with the businesses to provide these opportunities. And, you know, it, it does work out. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty successful with with putting kids into opportunities, even through the pandemic. So, um, so we're real proud of the program. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lot to be proud about. Uh, what what counties constitute Central Oregon for YCC? Yes, currently we cover um, Bend, Lapine, sort of, and Redmond and Jefferson County. So okay. really Deschutes and, and Jeffco. So okay. we've got currently we have two. Two coordinators, we're about ready to hire a third for Redmond. We've been down a, a coordinator for Redmond for a while, but we're going to do interviews tomorrow, so we're filling that slot. But currently, we're covering about 19 local schools, including COCC and, and OSU Cascades, and a lot of um, out-of-area college students come home for the summer, 
we we work with them as well. So do you have very many people, um, you know, reentering school for a, a career shift, maybe 30 year olds or or higher? Yeah, once in a while. It's not the it's not the the majority by any stretch. I placed a 49 year old person did that a couple of years ago into a welding opportunity, you know, and so when if they're going to school, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I mean, we're going to we're going to treat them the same. And how best do people find you? Do the students and the employers find you? Students, we are in the schools all the time. So there's rarely a day when there's when the schools are in session that that we're not in a school. Um, we go into the career centers and uh, and such like that. So the career counselors, they get the word out that we're we're in their their area and to come by. Um, we set up virtual meetings. We have our, our website is youthcareerconnect.org. Uh, with the businesses, we do a lot of direct contact, um, you know, whether it's email outreach, phone outreach. And as soon as we get, a you know, an interested party, then we go and we set up a meeting either on site or for coffee or whatever, you know, but primarily we get a lot of word of mouth. So if there's a student listening now, how could they um, engage? How can they best connect with you? Now, the, the best way they can connect is send me an email, give me a phone call. Um, our contact information is on our website. We can set up a virtual meeting that's available on our website. We do classroom talks. We will we'll do workshops, you know, resume workshops, interview workshops. I think with the business side, when we do meet with a business and they want to engage, they fill out a real simple form. It's called an intern request, which is a simplified you know, job description. And uh, we get that posted out so that we know what they want and we can take and promote that into the schools. And we do a real good job of taking and, and sending that information to the uh, career counselors and they forward it on through their inter, you know, uh, school network communications and things like that. Awesome. Um, I love that you call it a matchmaking, you know, system, because that really, is, <laughs> that really makes a lot of sense because it really is catering to both well, sides. It kind of is. Well, I appreciate you taking the time this morning uh, to share uh, YCC with us. And um, I look forward to connecting in the future through all sorts of partnerships with EC Work. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Work Chatter. Did we help answer your questions? Are there topics you'd like for us to explore? Do you know of someone who should be a guest on this podcast? Reach out by clicking the link in the bio.